Welcome to Senior Rx Radio, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Senior Rx Radio is brought to you by the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists, the ASCP. ASCP is devoted to optimal medication management and improved health care outcomes for older adults. Learn more at our website, ASCP.com. Hi, this is Chad Wurz, President-Elect of the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey there, Pharmacy Podcast listeners. This is the host and founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, Todd Yuri, and I'm excited today to launch something that has been in the works for some time, and it's very exciting. Pharmacy continues to evolve, continues to innovate. What is our healthcare system? And a huge part of what is pharmacy is the senior care, long-term care pharmacy sector of our healthcare system. It's such an important sector of healthcare. There are things that are happening with our seniors. There are things that are happening in institutions that just don't happen anywhere else with regards to how pharmacies collaborate with nurses, with physicians, with specialists. I could not ask for a better organization to partner to launch a specific senior care, long-term care pharmacy podcast than the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists. And here today to help me launch this are two pioneers in the senior care pharmacy space, Chad Wurz and Vince Galetta, who are associated with the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. So let's start with Chad first. Congratulations on your position. What a, a, a very important, pivotal position to be leading the organization and to be the voice of senior care pharmacy, not only internally to your peers within the ASCP, but also in touching other organizations, including government relations and um, being an advocate for uh, senior care pharmacists being uh, seated at the table of decision making, especially in this volatile time when the Affordable Care Act is going to be going through some transformation. So what I'd like to start off the show, Chad, is tell us, introduce yourself, give us some background and tell us why you're excited to be part of the ASCP. Well, my name is Chad Wurz. I'm a, a pharmacist. I'm an old school PharmD, so I was a BS in pharmacy first and went went straight through to get my PharmD, but did it the old 5-2 way instead of the way pharmacists get their PharmDs today. Um, and I'm very honored to be uh, elected president of the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists, especially during this time. I think you're right. This is a really a critical time for pharmacists. There's a, a lot of uh, public scrutiny of drug pricing. There's a lot of activity around healthcare. We have the biggest shift in our demographics of our country um, that really we've ever had in terms of individuals moving from a younger population to an older population. We've got that silver tsunami, if you will, of people that are headed into that over 65 age group. And that age group is the age group that consumes the highest amount of healthcare and the highest amount of medications. So as a pharmacist, I can't imagine being in a better position than being able to help mediate that change in demographics and help work with those patients on better ways to use medications, making their medication regimens more efficient, safer. And I think pharmacists, especially senior care pharmacists, will play an integral role in, in how we manage healthcare and how we manage these, these patients. Vince, I actually knew you 
before I knew Chad because you were actually one of my customers when I entered the pharmacy sector of healthcare in long-term care pharmacy with a pharmacy management system that is very well known, Framework LTC. And you were with Buff- Buffalo Pharmacies, I believe, and yeah. it was exciting to work with you. You taught me a lot. Um, give a little bit of background on yourself, Vince, and, and what you're doing here at the ASCP. Well, like uh, Chad, I'm a, an older school pharmacist as well, and uh, I started my career in hospital pharmacy and uh, was a hospital pharmacy director. But I think, uh, and, and then eventually I came over to um, you know, long-term care pharmacy. And I think that background as a um, hospital pharmacy director and working with uh, particularly the nursing staff and the medical staff uh, prepared me well for being a, um, a provider pharmacist uh, versus a consultant pharmacist. So I've been, uh, been doing that for about 20 years now. And I think it's, um, we've got some interesting challenges as well. For instance, I'm from New York and we've got mandatory electronic prescribing and it's uh, quite a challenge working with, with these electronic health records and uh, working with facilities to make those electronic health records, electronic prescribing and electronic MARs work in our, our nursing homes, but also work for the pharmacies that have to service them. And the other part to that, I think, is, um, you know, we've got a changing payment system. Uh, we've got, uh, in the final rule, we've got some new standards for for survey, and it's, it's a challenging time for long-term care pharmacies to um, adapt to that system, adapt to those new standards, because one of the things that we have to do in, as a provider is uh, support our consultant pharmacists, whether they're independent or work for the pharmacy, but also try to do as much as we can for the nursing facility to um, help them uh, keep their patients well, to avoid problems that uh, cause rehospitalization. So. And we have to do that within, you know, do as much as we can for them within the constraints of the payment system that we're working under. So it's a a very, very challenging time for us as well. Vince, when I hear you kind of go through that, it brings me back to the roots of long-term care pharmacy. And I remember listening to dozens, if not hundreds of stories, testimonials from pharmacy owners, pharmacy directors in long-term care pharmacy that face challenges that community pharmacy, specialty pharmacy, and even hospital pharmacy do not face. Give us some background in in how you feel and how you felt as a pharmacist caring for seniors. Well, I think uh, probably one of the biggest challenges for provider pharmacies is instilling in your staff, your pharmacists, your technicians, your even your drivers that um, you know, when you're in community pharmacy, you're, you're face-to-face with the patient or face-to-face with the family member. In long-term care pharmacy, you're, you're doing a lot of work with nurses but, uh, and some with physicians, but you have to remember that um, you're taking care of a resident in a facility, uh, a patient in a facility, and you're not face-to-face with that person. And you have to maintain that commitment uh, to patient care even though you're not face-to-face, um, face-to-face with the patient. Long-term care pharmacies have significant volume 
And, uh, you know, we have delivery cutoffs to meet, which um, can be stressful. Uh, we have uh, a very busy late afternoons and evenings when admissions are coming into our facilities. And, you know, we have to do reconciliations and, and other things to, you know, protect the patient during that uh, transition. Uh, and those are very busy and, and stressful times for us. So um, you got to maintain that patient focus and remember that even though they're not in front of you, um, you still need to do your best to, to take care of that patient. So, Chad, taking this incredible responsibility in leadership role within the ASCP, there are a myriad of things that you're thinking about. You happen to be a tech guy as well as I am, a little bit nerdy like I am as well, and that's great to have that being brought to the table, especially in leadership, because technology really does play into building efficiencies into senior care pharmacy, which then equals more time or more hands-on or actually more consulting to be taking place of that pharmacist. What do you think the biggest challenge is with our lawmakers in understanding long-term care pharmacy? I think the issue is just getting the message out. I mean, listening to Vince, uh, you, you listen to him talk about where the pharmacy has come, long-term care pharmacy has come, and the challenges that they have. And having lived that as a consultant pharmacist on both sides, having worked for a, a long-term care pharmacy and now working with a number of long-term care pharmacies, you really develop an admiration for what they're trying to accomplish. They don't have an easy road. Vince talks about volume, and volume certainly helps their business model. But at the end of the day, 15, 20 years ago, we were dealing with rest homes. I think my first nursing home that I consulted in was a was called Baker's Rest Home. And we don't have those anymore. Now we've got post-acute rehabilitation centers. We've got these patients that are really 20 years ago would have been in the hospital, and now they're in our nursing facilities. And our pharmacies aren't located in our nursing facilities like they're located in hospitals. So the logistical challenges, the packaging challenges, the speed challenges of getting an accurately filled prescription to the bedside has really defined long-term care. And long-term care has really innovated to manage that aspect. So I think when you get to the Hill and you talk to legislators and you try to explain the senior care population, it's always been a challenge for them to recognize that we're not talking about little old men and little old ladies that walk to the corner drugstore. We're talking about really acutely ill individuals that need attention, that are living in these skilled nursing facilities, and all the challenges that go along with that. You can't treat those pharmacies the same way as you would treat a retail pharmacy. They package things. They provide clinical uh, management from within the pharmacy, from outside the pharmacy. Uh, they have to be ready to go 24-7. So I think that that challenge still remains for for people that are trying to influence the Hill is to make sure they understand uh, really the model that we're dealing with in long-term care. In my opinion, whatever it's worth here on the Pharmacy Podcast Network, instead of going to the Hill, I would say once a year, once every two years, I don't know, maybe once every term of a specific politician – that politician and or multiple politicians should tour a long-term care pharmacy instead of you going to the Hill as a consultant pharmacist. The politician should come to the pharmacy and actually tour it, 
have a presentation to understand the very specific challenges that are facing long-term care pharmacy effectiveness and what policies need to be adjusted in order to support the efficiency, the expense, and the uh, credibility and rising what is senior care pharmacy to the to the forefront um, rather than trying to figure this out on paper or trying to figure it out through a, um, a passionate speech from a consultant pharmacist testifying because if they saw it for themselves then it would bring context because when when people that don't understand closed door pharmacy institutional pharmacy long-term care pharmacy it's the 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 tediousness the specifics the details i think it's all missed because they just don't get it they don't understand what's actually happening and i think that's the same way in specialty and i even think that a, a, a tour once in a while in a community pharmacy would would bring education but vince on that note how is these political policies affecting your work directly well, uh, long-term care is the, from a government perspective, they're they're the forgotten um, entity in healthcare. Uh, for instance, with uh, electronic prescribing and electronic health records, there were incentives for hospitals, there were incentives for doctors to adopt technology, but there were no incentives for nursing homes. You know, we've uh, we've got uh, some great technology with remote technology with automated dispensing systems, but there's no no financial support for facilities or for pharmacies to adopt that. And, and there is, you know, uh, Chad was talking about the challenges with taking care of patients now and how things happen so quickly. You know, that all, those automated dispensing systems are a critical part uh, and will be a critical part of taking care of residents and, and nursing homes going, going forward. Uh, to be able to respond to, to those quick needs. So uh, what you said about getting that message to the Hill, getting those uh, legislators to come to our pharmacies to actually see what we do, um, the problems with reimbursements that continue to shrink, uh, the pharmacist uh, being paid as a provider is a critical piece. Um, so that we can so that we can provide all the services that uh, residents and nursing homes are going to need to protect them as we move into value-based payment systems are critical. Vince and Chad, one of the ways that we can continue to strengthen what is the sector of healthcare, what is the sector of pharmacy, this long-term care and senior care institutional pharmacy, is getting together and sharing best practices, ideas of improvement. Uh, people from the outside of our industry, just like I experienced at the HIMSS 2017 conference when you're talking to the banking industry, the technologists who come from the banking industry to talk about patient identity, patient-centered management and workflows. And I think one of the best um, conferences in pharmacy is the ASCP Forum because of the intensity, the intimacy, the networking, and some of those keynotes that you have that the, the ACP has put together. Tell me a little bit, Chad, about the upcoming ASCP forum that's happening and the lineup that you're that you're putting together, and why you feel that that forum is so important. Well, there's a there's a couple reasons. I think you touched on it. One is the networking piece. I don't think any of us can push forward without networking and talking to each other about the kinds of challenges that we're facing and the kinds of solutions we're trying to solve 
uh, or create for those challenges. So the networking piece of it is critical. We've got to get together on a semi-annual basis and just share what's going on in our particular practice settings so that we can move the profession forward. I think the forum is a great opportunity to be in Washington, D.C., to meet with Buddy Carter, who is a former long-term care pharmacist, the only pharmacist that is in Congress, and he's going to address the group. It's a great opportunity to get his insight into what kinds of things can be accomplished in this particular Congress, in this particular administration. I think politics is forefront right now. Everybody either loves Trump or hates Trump, and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you fall on. Um, it gets people engaged. And as pharmacists, we need to be engaged because they're cracking open this accountable care organ or uh, ACA. They're cracking open the, the legislation and we have an opportunity to be heard and get some changes done that really help our particular industry. So to be up there, to participate in the legislative day where we have a professional group that's going to organize us into trips to the Hill to meet our respective Congress people um, and, and share our story, I, it's invaluable. It's, it's what happened in 2000 when we uh, dealt with the Part D implementation and the Part D legislation. We went up there and we were able to articulate, hey, long-term care pharmacy is an industry. It does require different rules and payment systems. We have to do the same thing today in, in an effort to innovate how MTM is practiced, how reimbursement occurs, uh, and what kinds of things we can do to improve healthcare. So it, it's critical for that. I think one of the things that, that Frank has put together is he's got the EHR companies coming together as a panel to sit in front of us as a group and talk about those challenges. And I know whether you're a pharmacy or a, or a consultant pharmacist, we all deal with the challenges of the electronic medical record. Some of our facilities are 100% paper. Some of our facilities are 100% electronic. I don't think any of our facilities have figured out how to share data amongst the different EHRs, amongst the different pharmacy systems. There's been pockets of that, but so far it's still kind of the Tower of Babel out there. And I think that that issue alone is something that if we can solve, that we can make or create movement uh, toward better exchanges of that kind of high-level data, then we can really make a large impact on the care of our, our patients. I agree, Chad. Centricity, Epic, Cerner, all of those huge gargantuan EHR systems um, have designed APIs and interface capabilities, but it's still not fluid. It's still not seamless. And, and having that information flow back and proactively flowing back to the EHR for the physician involved to really be able to get a look and quickly get a look accurately is so important. Vince, you know, your background in hospital pharmacy brings some insight to you that I think is incredibly valuable. How do you believe the discussions at the forum will help the issues that we discussed earlier really come to the come to light, come to the forefront as someone that has been in hospital system? pharmacy and has now been in long-term care pharmacy, that relationship between hospital and long-term care is very um, evident in your mind. So how do you think the forum will help uh, to, to push us forward? Well, this will be the third um, ASCP forum, and 
I've had the good fortune uh, to attend the first two, and I will also be able to attend the third one. And uh, just looking back at the previous two, the programming um, of each one kind of builds on each other. And you can actually see how we've moved forward uh, on some of these issues. Uh, for instance, in the uh, in the one that, that's upcoming in May, there's a, a significant presentation on transitions of care. And if you talk about the interface between um, health system pharmacy and long-term care pharmacy, uh, probably that biggest transition is all those admissions that come to long-term care pharmacies late in the afternoon and into the evening. And, you know, the most of the admissions into our long-term care facilities are coming from hospitals. And uh, getting that information to uh, so that we can have a smooth transition, so that we can reconcile the documents uh, and the medications between what happened in the hospital and what's going to happen in the nursing home is very critical. You know, a long-term care pharmacy um, to protect the patient and to protect um, its own liability, uh, we really need to participate in that transition. We need to see those documents. Long-term care facilities, some of them are very good at sending us those documents that we need to reconcile as part of a transition, but some uh, are, are very much not uh, with the program. And being able to uh, get that data um, for, uh, what was going on in the hospital in some type of an electronic format that a pharmacist in a long-term care pharmacy can access is very critical. Um, the systems just aren't there yet uh, to do that. And, and so that, that's a real important direction that we need that we need to move into. And then the other part to that is, uh, you know, the long-term care pharmacist is the first uh, professional stop at trying to protect that patient during a transition as it relates to medications. And so we need to provide significant services there. And uh, we're hoping that uh, payment models can change so that we can get paid for that. The other part of it is with the changes in the, the reimbursement systems that we've learned about at the forum, uh, that discharge process is just as critical now as the admission process. And we need to be able to develop systems where our pharmacists can actually do that. There's, you know, years ago, um, hospital pharmacists did discharge consultations to their, started to do discharge consultations to their patients at the time of discharge from the hospital. And um, I was reading the other day, there's actually some data that shows that pharmacists um, do that best. And and I see that as an emerging role for possibly the consultant pharmacist, but uh, very much possibly for the long-term care pharmacist to be able to um, do a discharge consultation. It may not be face-to-face. -face. It may be done in a Skype format or a FaceTime format. But um, if, if that's the best model in the hospital, we should look at that being uh, the best model for um, uh, for the long-term care uh, pharmacist to do, either from the pharmacy or the consultant to do it. Uh, and the, the forum is a good place to learn about those types of things that are going on out there to see if uh, there's some innovators out there that are actually doing that and how they do it. Uh, Chad mentioned the um, discussion group that's going to take place w uh, regarding electronic health records and their impact on pharmacies. Um, there's some 
Uh, I was fortunately at the ASCP annual meeting. Um, uh, Frank conducted the first um, meeting of the long-term care uh, provider pharmacists. I was able to participate in that. There were about 30 long-term care uh, provider pharmacies, including the biggest ones and a number of medium-sized ones as well. And it was interesting to note that the biggest challenge that all those pharmacies face was integrating with electronic health records um, and integrating with e-prescribing. And from my own personal experience, some of those um, some of those systems do not send pharmacists legal prescriptions, nor um, nor do they get to the pharmacist the 30 and 60 day orders, which uh, actually serve as the legal prescription going forward. So this the meeting that Frank has set up um, is a four hour discussion with leaders on the electronic health record side and the leaders uh, on the pharmacy provider side. And I'm hoping that we can make some real progress towards getting those issues resolved, uh, both from a legal perspective, but also some of the patient care ones as well. So. The forum is really um, turned into an opportunity to see what's going on uh, on the cutting edge side and how it impacts uh, providers from a patient care perspective, but also from a legal perspective as well. So it's uh, for, for me, it's been a very productive meeting and I've been able to bring back uh, good discussion points and good opportunities for both uh, our pharmacy and also the customers that we serve. The ASCP Forum is in Arlington, Virginia. It's May 3rd through the 4th. This year, you will have a opportunity to go to the show notes and click on a link that will take you to the site. It's forum.ascp.com. Once again, forum.ascp.com. And if you're listening to the show today and you haven't heard about the forum, please go out and look it up. Gentlemen, I'm excited about this segment of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Uh, Chad, once again, I really appreciate you helping to put this together and to see this through. Vince, uh, it's really exciting to have you on the inaugural show, the first one to kick it all off. I'll be working with uh, the ASCP to continue to put together very good audio blog content for our consultant pharmacists. And what's really interesting before we go, gentlemen, that I'm seeing as an insider that's an outsider, but inside, outside, <laughs> is retail pharmacy, specialty pharmacy, compounding pharmacy, infusion pharmacy, health system pharmacy. Guess what, boys and girls, all of those pharmacies play into what is senior care pharmacy. So every facet of what's happening out there on the outskirts of every facet of pharmacy touches what is senior care pharmacy. So being a consultant pharmacist is going is going to give you one of the most unique positions in our healthcare system today in having such a myriad of ways of working with other facets of pharmacy to care for an, a, a patient that's in an institution or a long-term care setting or a, a institutional setting bringing in pharmacogenomics, bringing in topicals, bringing in compounding expertise or uh, health system collaboration. As a consultant pharmacist, you may be the only line of defense, including the physician team, that that patient has and as an advocate of that patient's health care. So your position as a consultant pharmacist is so critical. 
And I am proud to uh, be a very tiny, small piece of this to be able to um, advocate for long-term care, senior care pharmacy through the Pharmacy Podcast Network. But before we go, Chad, do you have any closing statements? No, I I think this is uh, an awesome opportunity. This podcast is an awesome opportunity to reach pharmacists and talk about the kinds of um, contemporary issues that, that we need to talk about to drive engagement, not just to ASCP, but engagement in the political process, in the legislative process, to really impact change. And I think pharmacists, again, they, they as you said eloquently, a third of the population is going to be over the age of 65 by 2050, and it's growing from 20% today. So the skills and the experiences that pharmacists that are practicing in senior care that they have today are going to be driving the education of other pharmacists. They're going to be driving the policies. They're going to be driving the practices of uh, pharmacists for the next 20, 30 years. So it is an opportunity for us to engage. It's an opportunity for us to share. And I think ASCP sits at a, in a good position to be that network and that networking opportunity for people to get together and, and talk about this healthcare system. And with that, Vince Galetta, Chad Wurz, ASCP podcast. I'm so glad you guys were here for the kickoff and very much appreciate you both. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Vince. You were listening to the very first ASCP podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. We're excited to have you here as a listener. If you'd like to make some suggestions for some content, please do reach out to the show, pharmacypodcast.com in the contact section. And we'll be talking with you next time here on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to Senior Rx Radio. Be sure to share this podcast with your fellow consultant pharmacists and pharmacy associates to learn more about better outcomes for older adult patients. Join us on the web at ASCP.com.